0: Amanda and Baron, and we are back again with Kicking Cancer Cares. Our second sponsor is Mary Ann McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. If you're looking to buy a home or sell a home, definitely give her a call at 503-409-4389. She's definitely your go-to girl, even if you're not really sure where to start. Um, and then please continue to keep her in your prayers as she's going through her own battle with breast cancer.
1: All right. Have you learned something today? Yeah. Anything at all? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, every time somebody comes along that has a different cancer, I don't know anything about, like Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about DPIG. I I couldn't even say, I didn't even know what diffuse intrinsic pontine glioma was. Well. Until we met (laughs) Austin. And then I had to do some questions, like, where is that? What does this all mean? Mm -hmm. I knew very, very little about thyroid cancer. Yeah. uh, Until I met Morgan. So I just wanted to bring you some. Very helicopter statistics. Okay. I mean, every case is different. hmm But statistically, which is intriguing, uh, the the thyroid looks like a butterfly, which is why she says half and half. So you can take half off, half still there. Okay. So the symbol for thyroid cancer is a butterfly.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Because mm-hmm. it's shaped <laughs> like a butterfly. Your typical treatments is hormone therapy did you go through that
2: yeah yeah i I have to take medication now because i don't have a thyroid (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) it
0: just runs your entire metabolism
1: so it replaces that
0: thyroid's got a it's a pretty big job that the thyroid does i have a underactive thyroid so i Uh take medication every Mm -hmm. day for it so i can only imagine what not having one Yeah, yeah can do when i know what a underactive one can the problems yeah.
1: it can create
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: so now having not had, right so, so hormone therapy is then radiation mm. did they do radiation with you
2: i elected not to do okay. the radiation that so was that's one other choice, but yeah. okay the other yeah. one
1: i thought that's intriguing and it's going to weigh into another book i brought for you okay they give you radioactive iodine
2: yeah that's for the radiation therapy So if
1: you don't do the radiation therapy, then you don't have the radioactive iodine.
2: Correct. Yeah. That's something they do after um, you have surgery if you take, like, a radioactive iodine and it, like, kills any remaining thyroid cells in your system, but it primarily helps, like, doctors to kind of target because, like... Um, or, like, see if you have any remaining cells. But with the particular kind of cancer that I had, um, it's not known to be um, super effective against um, the radioactive iodine. So um, there wasn't – I mean, uh, in getting radiation, uh, you are literally, like, radioactive. So and there's a lot of actual, like, secondary cancers and that can cause and a lot of other issues that it can cause when you get radiation. So I actually – that's why I decided not to do So
1: you just said the cancer that you had – does that mean it's safe to say that you're cancer-free currently?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think Yay. it's amazing. Yeah, Yay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, did your doctor push for you to, to do radiation? Um, no, it was. It wasn't really like that. Um, so, I was with Kaiser Permanente, and the kind of way it worked is I had like an endocrinologist, and then they have like a cancer team, like a cancer board of doctors, and. <laughs> Yeah, so it was an option for me to do it, um, and I just wanted to get really clear on, like, what are the benefits of me doing this, and, like, should I do this, and why, and that's kind of how I discovered all of that, and at the time, he just kind of advised, like, well, we do it so that it kind of kills any remaining cells, but... uh, the kind of, yeah, radioactive iodine, it interacts with your thyroid tissue and certain kinds of cancer are way more responsive to it than others. And the particular kind that I have is just not known to even necessarily respond to it. And so it seemed like a lot of unnecessary harm for my body after already kind of going through a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so kind of like like I said, the only benefit was that... Um, Basically, it makes it so that I have absolutely no thyroid tissue remaining in my system at all versus, like, the way I am right now where I still have an existing amount of, like, kind of remaining tissue that is in my body. But um, it just is, like, a different baseline, basically, for them to keep track of. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not like it's... Impossible either way. Um, and so, to me, after hearing about kind of the cons of doing it versus the potential benefits, I just decided that it wasn't for me and that yeah. was okay. Yeah. 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 That's
0: awesome. Hey.
1: Good way to weigh it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, interestingly enough, picture. it's
1: it's a very rare cancer. Less <laughs> yeah. than 200,000 cases per year in the United, oh, United wow. States. Okay. So, very rare cancer. Mm-hmm. It is uh, It is rising, but it's still a pretty rare cancer. So, I found this interesting, that here are the symptoms, and how many of these affected you. So, swelling of the neck? Yeah. Voice change? I, I don't know about voice
2: change. Do you feel like my voice was different? No. no.
1: D- difficulty swallowing?
2: Yeah, that was an issue, yeah. So,
1: two of the three you had.
2: Sure, sure, but, and I, I feel like, in Amanda, you probably know this then, too, if you have an underactive thyroid, is like, what... I guess I learned so much about what your thyroid actually does and Mm -hmm. it is, it's like it's like your entire energy system is your thyroid (laughs) so it's your metabolism, it's like how your body is able to process food and like it keeps all of your other organs going so like it's just like literally your little engine basically It is, it's crazy (laughs) It's just like your little system engine Um, and then it controls things like your ability to sleep and even things like joints and mobility so it's like your energy levels like through the day either you're really high in energy or really low in energy and so that's I think kind of the crux of what I had been experiencing a lot more of is just like oh I was either like super hyperactive and like had way too much energy and I couldn't sleep and like I was losing weight I think I lost like 10 pounds out of nowhere it was wow. just like kind of crazy things like that and like there's something not right here and then and then kind of the the following of all of that is when you kind of discover what they call the goiters like your swelling of your throat or what I had was that like mass in my neck and and That kind of thing, and that's where it gets all. Tricky.
1: And then you ask the doctor, "Is this my thyroid?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: exactly.
1: So
0: interesting. It almost yeah. made it where you had like an overactive thyroid. Yeah, 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 wow. exactly. Yeah, like
1: the opposite. Of what you have. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, with like the weight loss and the uh-huh. bursts of energy, I'm the I'm the opposite. Yeah. Uh-huh. So interesting that a uh-huh. that cancer would. Do, uh, do that. You think it would almost do, do the, the opposite. opposite and like drain it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. No. What, and what ended up happening was like basically my thyroid is just attacking itself. Like that's okay. it, so I had like a lot of antibodies, like thyroid antibodies. Mm-hmm. And my, that's what actually that mass is caused by is like your thyroid's like okay what's happening? There's you know a cancerous tissue in here, so it just starts attacking itself. Yeah. And so then your system is just trying to compensate, and some people's go under, some people go over, mm-hmm. and it just kind of depends on how your I think system just regulates off wow. yeah okay. yeah yeah
0: interesting is that interesting yeah very
1: <laughs> well i gotta bring you something shocking right okay yeah yeah so i have a new book that i keep bringing in okay it's called killing cancer not people it's really an interesting book <laughs> and this whole section is just highlighted yes, like it crazy is. Uh, this particular section goes through a whole bunch of different chemicals in our in our Systems, I mean, our food system. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, I don't even recognize the name of some of these guys, but this one I did recognize. So I really kind of did some reading this one. It's iodine.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Kind of a recognizable, mm-hmm. right? So, what it says is as a population, we know little about iodine or the wondrous things it can do for us. Instead, we tolerate our bouts of sickness and chronic illnesses with no thought or regard as to why those routinely in- inhibit our bodies. And lo and behold, the lack of iodine is one of the major culprits. Interesting. Many of us are old enough to remember when they used to put iodine in our bread and in bakery products. About 50 years ago, the average American got approximately one milligram of iodine daily from their diet. And I guess, guess what? Thyroid problems were very rare. So by just adding a little bit of iodine to our food, one milligram, they were very rare. As cystic... uh, Fibrocystic breast disease and breast cancer. What happened? In its infinite wisdom, and these are his words, not mine. <laughs> in his inf- in in its infinite wisdom, the food industry, driven by the FDA, decided to remove the iodine from bread and bakery items and replace it with bromine, which I'd never even heard of bromine. Me neither. So read this: iodine good, bromine bad. Okay. Our country's health has been on the decline ever since. Dr. Jim Hosenstein said in 2005, so that's what, almost almost 20 years ago, mm-hmm. so he said in 05, 40 years ago, so now we're talking 1965, the food industry decided to remove iodine from baked goods and replace the iodine with bromine. Iodine and bromine appear similar to the thyroid gland, and bromine easily binds to the thyroid gland's receptors for iodine. Bromine, however, is of no value to the thyroid gland unlike iodine and it inhibits the activity of iodine in the thyroid gland. Bromine also can cause impaired thinking and memory, drowsiness, dizziness, irritability. This substitution of bromine for iodine has resulted in nearly universal deficiencies of iodine in the American population. Iodine therapy helps the body eliminate fluoride, bromine, lead, cadmium, arsenic, aluminum, and mercury. Could this, and this is Dr. Hosenstein's statement, could this substitution of bromine for iodine have been carried out to increase diseases and thus create more need for pharmaceutical drugs?
0: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I, why Why switch?
1: I think it was a cost issue. Okay. It doesn't really get into the why they made right. the switch, but they switched from putting a little bit of iodine in bread to putting bromine, but then they began to see, oh, this was a bad decision, but mm-hmm. they did reverse it back. So we've spent now 50 years consuming right. bromine, and this Dr. Jim Hosenstein says, could this substitution of bromine for iodine have been carried out to increase disease and thus create more need for pharmaceutical drugs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I'm old enough to have been there when that, I was a kid when this whole thing happened. Except Morgan has grown up her whole life with bromine and the bread or the bakery products. Mm-hmm. And no one's saying you should add iodine to your diet.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And then the, diet, then the thyroid gets attacked. Okay. Interesting correlation. Very, very. <laughs> Interesting correlation. I thought
0: that, um, for some reason, I thought it was genetic uh, at least um, the underactive, overactive thyroid part. It is a
2: lot of times, yeah. That's what be. I, uh-huh. yeah.
0: It's pretty common, I feel like. There's so many people that have issues, issues with their thyroid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very common, especially mm-hmm. among women. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, more common than women. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. use
1: a phrase on the show correlation, causation. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: It's really difficult to pro- form the causation, but you just said it's becoming more common. Yeah. Is it more common because of the bromine?
0: Right. Which there's very n- well could be. There's an interesting be.
1: correlation there. Mm-hmm. So just food, yeah. food for thought for the listeners. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep, Well, the other thought we could bring into this is, you know, we've had some discussions with, with Russ and a variety of different people that have gone through cancer. Morgan. Yeah. Except as a parent, Monica, when you get the phone call from your 24, 25, was 25 at this 25-year-old one. daughter... What went through your head, Monica, as you sit there quietly avoiding this show? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, as Morgan said, um, I'm a pretty private person. We kind of, and I've always been one to keep my thoughts and feelings mostly to myself, and... Um, she was really transparent with both her father and I and had said, you know, hey, I found this mass. Went and had it biopsied. I think I it was it was there with her with the biopsy. And um, so we knew there was atypical cells. She was going to go in. She had decided to do half her thyroid, um, having that removed and... Um, so when she called, I remember exactly where I was at. She's like, Mom, are you sitting down? Which
1: That's never a good way to start.
3: No, no. And Morgan is, you know, a busybody. And so for her, and she knows I'm a busybody. And I had a few little ones living with me, so I was never sitting down. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and um, It
1: was a rhetorical question. <laughs> right,
3: pretty much, are you sitting down? And um, she said, I got the biopsy back. And they said I have cancer, and um, she said, "Mom, I know this is going to be really hard for you, because you've lost both your parents to cancer." Oh dear, I'm sorry. And um, you know, it's the last thing that was going through our mind because we had. She wasn't even. She was even contemplating not having the surgery because she was given that option because. They're like, well, you know, she she'll probably be fine. It's just a protocol. It's her choice. Like she said, you know, um, she um, she's always been my flower child. So very much so. I'm like, well, maybe we'll just go with it or not. And so I was really grateful that she moved forward with that. But it was, I was very much so in shock to get those words or hear those words. Much less, I, I'm assuming most parents would be. Um, the other thought was that it should have been me. Why Why is it not me? Because both my parents passed. Why Why is it her?
1: Why did it skip a generation?
3: Why did it skip? Mm-hmm. Or at least thus far. Yeah. Yeah. What
1: it, when, when I came to you, and I'm sure Morgan did too, about this Pathways program, what were the thoughts that... I mean, what are your feelings about our Pathways program? Um...
3: I'm grateful that there's programs out there to support loved ones um, in all of the different spaces that they're at. Uh, like Morgan said, you know, um, I'm pretty straightforward and transparent. I've been an independent parent for a long time, and so I had just had this conversation with Mr. Withnell actually yesterday, and had said, you know, during that time, years and years ago, it's it's been a long time ago. But when the siblings were little, one of my goals, my focus was to keep them together and to keep them um, maybe living with her dad or living with me and we're co-parenting or whatever. But we wanted that you un- that that connection between them to be really strong and to be unified. So through that process, um, of course, her her dad and I and stepmom, you know, love all of them very much. But they did grow to have a really strong bond, and so. Um, Morgan's always been their constant right because whether or not they were living with their dad or living with me or or whatever Morgan has been the constant and so To hear I I knew that you know as a mom Intuitively like gosh, this is hard for all of us Um, as, As a as a mom though you want to take care of your child so and I'm here and we're Morgan and I are on the west coast and the boys live on the east coast and um It's hard to be everywhere at the same time, and how do you support one child when the other child is, you know, battling cancer, and how do you, you know, and then having the the separation of thousands of miles... um, I'm really grateful that there's a program out there that does support the other family members because secondary trauma is absolutely a real thing. And sometimes it takes somebody outside of the family for for someone to talk to them and feel comfortable. And so having that situation just kind of open up and having the right person to be there at the right time, say, hey, I'm going to reach out to your brother if he's open to it and support him through this because um, we were also dealing with our, like, Morgan's health at that point and getting her through her surgeries and all of that, you know, it's a, it was, there was a lot. There was a lot going on.
1: <laughs> a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that Robin, I think Robin appreciated the time she had to talk to your brother.
2: Yeah, he so, appreciated it, too. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's, it, it, it's interesting how some tragedy can actually have a triumphant victory Mm-hmm. and you were welcome to the board with open arms without this diagnosis. But when I turned to the board, and, and uh, Morgan had gone to San Diego to visit some people, so I called her on there, and, and I said, the board wants to do this for you. And she said, well, let me, let me think about it. She called me back I said, okay, I won't get this idea. Well, that day, it was just so fun. We're along um, Lock Haven waiting in the parade route. And everyone starts showing up with this really big fun banner, and then every member of the board is right there walking with Morgan mm-hmm. through the parade route. That's awesome. Right? Mm-hmm. And Powerful. And our, you know, and, and we—I mean—we have a great board, but we really came together strong. And we have we have people in their mid 60s, and we have people in their mid 20s, and a whole gamut. But we came together strong as we walked with Morgan. So. Your unfortunate event really unified the board. (laughs) That's
0: that's good. So,
1: yeah, yeah, we don't have any plans for you to leave the board unless you want to. Well, I wanted to bring you a timeline story, okay. unless you have more questions for Morgan.
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Okay. Any more comments you want to add, Morgan? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. no. Thank you for being yeah. open, though, and sharing. That's yeah. never easy to no, share. No, well, yeah. it's
0: not easy.
2: Well, thank you for having having us both. So, yeah.
0: did you, okay, I do, I lied. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, did you choose to travel because of your cancer? Like, you wanted to get out and explore more? Like, I know you said you've always wanted to, but did that, was that like the push?
2: Yeah. It was, I think. It was, like, I think I've I've had, like I mentioned before, the kind of ambition to travel before. Right. And I really kind of wanted to be able to find a position that allowed me to work remotely. Yeah. and And travel while also making money and see the rest of the world. And then, uh, yeah, when I got sick, I was just like, you know, life is really short. You just mm-hmm. don't, you just don't, you don't ever know, like, yeah. how much time really you have and what does that time look like and why you know, why aren't I doing all of the things that I really, like, want to do right now? Like, what are truly my dreams and passions? And, yeah, and it's just, like, kind of funny, kind of, like, how I ended up on the board of Kicking Cancer. It just seems like when um, when you realize, like, kind of what your heart wants, then the universe conspires in your favor and or however you want to look at it. But it was very much like that, where all of a sudden I had an opportunity to work remotely, I had this opportunity to travel, and everything just kind of, Doors opened and I took the leap, but I think that definitely the diagnosis was just what kind of initiated me really taking action towards that. Because mm-hmm. I was pretty comfortable here in Salem. Yeah, and life yeah. was pretty good. So <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, doesn't like life wasn't too bad over there either? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it was not. Life was pretty great. <laughs>
1: yeah. What well, we've been doing morgan on the radio show is kind of walking the listeners through a timeline from when we started getting cancer and in that timeline it's now august of 2020. okay and there's a go team that we have mentioned Mm -hmm. and something that happened during that go team that you will remember but i thought i would tell you the whole story of go team rebecca okay it was early 2020, like February, and I had stopped this event in Albany, and Rebecca was there, and, and she had won a shirt as a door prize. She was so excited she won the shirt as a door prize. She to me afterwards. And she showed me this MRI they'd done of her leg. She, At that time, she had already beat cervical cancer, mm-hmm. which is why she was excited about the shirt. She, had, she has MS, so she has muscular dystrophy and multiple sclerosis. Oh, wow. And she'd just been diagnosed with high white cell disease. Yep. Which means she was borderline blood cancer. Mm-hmm. But this MRI, there's like there's no muscle mass in her leg. And so she she showed me the picture and left. And and I just felt really impressed. Went back to the board and I said, We need to find a way to support this gal. So I reached out to her and reached out about May of that year. She agreed to do a go team. And early June, they do that stair climb that I mentioned yep. here in town. So I went down to Pringle Park Plaza. The stair climb is for the Leukemia Lymphatic Society, and I asked her, I said, hey, Rebecca, do you want to come down here with me and just watch these firefighters do the climb, because it's for the cancer you, you have. Mm-hmm. And she didn't show up. She didn't respond to my text. I thought, well, you know, something's happened. So she called me the next day. She said, sorry for the um, going dark, but My husband had a massive heart attack and died. Oh, my goodness. Her husband had a heart attack and died. Jeez. (laughs) They rushed him to Corvallis Hospital, and after he had passed away, they said, Did you know he has colon cancer? Oh, wow. So they didn't even know he had cancer. Yeah. Colon cancer is blue, so cervical cancer. So instead of orange shirts for her, we did blue. Yep. Right? And we began organizing this GO team. Well, initially it was to try to help her, but now... The breadwinner just died, Mm -hmm. and she has this condition where it's really difficult to just go to bed some days, let alone work. Right. So we had uh, worked with Honky Tonks to put together an event. Her husband was a drummer in a local band, and all the other little bands knew him. So like 12 bands waived their cover charge, and they came down, and we were rocking for Rebecca. Okay. (laughs) And in the back of Honky Tonks, we just had a band on the stage every hour. Yeah. Want to get off, put stuff with a new band on, all different kinds of music. And I remember Rebecca was coming up from Lebanon where she lived, and she wasn't feeling super well. I said, just get where you can. When she walked oh. through and saw all those people, that love of support, she just got so excited, mm-hmm. right? We had set a goal to raise $6,000, which was enough to pay off her house, one person that regularly goes to Honky Tonks handed them $6,000. Oh, wow. We made our goal before we even started the event. Oh, wow.
0: That's amazing. So
1: we actually raised over $11,000.
0: That's awesome. That really quick, when she walked through and saw all of those people, again, having that support and, and getting out there, I truly believe that having that hope helps heal Oh, versus yeah. being dark and depressed and isolated and so that's all that's well amazing. there's one
1: event and now we're short on time but there's one event during that that is um is really fun to share because you already heard this but we put together this auction and one of their regulars used to be a big time wrestler and so he was going to be the auctioneer at this event and he was just super nervous and i said just keep the people engaged in bidding like Talk- Think about when you're a big-time wrestler, all that trash talk. Well, the, it did slow down, and, and so we pulled us, him aside. I said, when they come back from this break, let's do some trash talk. He says, or I could body slam you. <laughs> so we start some trash talk together, and then the bidding starts for me to get body slammed. Mm-hmm. We made 140 bucks, but I did get bo- <laughs> I got body slammed by a big-time wrestler. <laughs>
0: Wow. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you ladies for coming in. I really appreciate it and sharing your story. That's really brave of you. So thank Mm, thank you for that.
2: Thank you for
0: having us. A huge shout out to our sponsor, Marianne McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. If you're looking to buy a home or sell a home, give her a call at 503-409-4389 and continue to keep her in your prayers, you guys. And we will be back next week.
1: As as the movement continues.